Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Tomorrow is the centenary of that awful day. Yes, November 21st, 1920, when British Crown forces uh, arrived at Croke Park and shot dead 14 innocent spectators. Dublin were playing Tipperary in a challenge football match and there's a lot going on around this weekend. Now until recently it wasn't known that one of the victims, Patrick O'Dowd, actually came from County Meath and to tell us more I am joined by his relative Liam Deneen. Hello Liam. Hello, how are you doing? Thank, Thank you very much for calling me. Not at all. I'm really delighted that you're with us on, on the show today. Tell us about Patrick O'Dowd. Where, where did he come from in Meath? Um, I never met Patrick, obviously. Patrick had died in, in Bloody Sunday, and I wasn't born till the mid-40s. Mm. Um, so uh, when I started, Patrick's daughter was, was my aunt, basically. That's my connection yes. with him. So uh, my Aunt Mary, that was his daughter. He had three children, Um and uh, Patrick, his son, who died in the Spanish flu uh, a year before he died himself, uh, his daughter Mary, who was 16 about that time, and a younger son who was uh, 12 or 13, John. But Patrick himself, in whatever, I have the death certs, obviously, I have married certs, but I hadn't got birth certs, because Patrick would have been born in 1863, before there was no civil register until the following year. Yes. So birth certs and were kind of baptismal certs at that stage. Mm. So in whatever little bit of research I, I did, trying to trace him, um, I discovered through the married certs that Patrick Dowd, O'Dowd or Dowd, because they kind of dropped the O somewhere yeah. along the line, um, was born in Boyerstown, uh, and his father was a farmer, and his name was John. Mm. And Patrick then, when he married, he married a Julia, and Julia's mother's name, maiden name, was Conway. And her father was also a farmer called John, and he lived somewhere in Boyerstown as well. I see. So that, that's how, I mean, it took me a bit of time to, yeah. to trace them from their, from my Aunt Mary and their marriage and her birth and her her siblings, etc., to where they got married, 
um, and it, tra- it brought me back to Boyerstown. Basically. Yeah, you've done a great job, and I'm sure oh, um, there can be more done here. With uh, there are locals there in that area, I'm sure our Louise was telling you, who may be only too delighted to uh, get on the trail here, and perhaps there's probably more to be found out. I'm sure. Well, I would hope so. Yeah, and literally. I mean, the, the GAA. Um, I mean, all of this has been brought about by Michael Foley's great book, The Bloodied Field. Wonderful. And by, and by Keane Murphy, the communications officer in the GAA, who only about two or three years ago contacted me because they kind of traced me through old neighbours where I used to live and where Aunt Mary used to live as well. Mm. And they traced me. And I said, of course, I'd be delighted to try and help out. Um, but... Um, they didn't know anything about Patrick O'Dowd until maybe last week when I told them that I managed to get certs through the genial, you know, the yes, yes, and yeah, the death register, and uh, that was Keen Murphy, and I think he communicated that to somebody in the Mead GAA. Yes. Uh, and that's how it kind of mushroomed from there. Well done so, to you, Liam. I, I, you've, you've, you've really now unearthed something really interesting. You really have, and, and, and that's great work, and there's more to come. Tell us about the day itself. What do you know of, you know, Patrick Dowd or O'Dowd being at the game? Well, as far as I understand, he, would have, he, he was a labourer. He was a strong, healthy... Uh, you know, a strong man, a good, decent, ordinary man, and he would have gone to Crow Park, I suppose, most most Sundays when most games were on, and uh, that's where he was on the day. And uh, when the shooting occurred, um, people were trying to escape. I'm sure there was panic and pandemonium, people falling and running and doing whatever they could. And he was near the back wall, which in the old Crow Park. There was a high cement wall that dropped down onto Belvedere Rugby Ground behind, mm. and which is now part of the new stand. Yes, um, and that's where he was. And as I have found out, and it's recounted in the in the book as well with with um, Michael Foley, um, he started helping people get up, climb up the wall, pushing them up, pushing them up the wall, and then sat on the wall and started pulling them, pulling others up and giving him a hand to drop down the far side. And then he was shot. And they, they, they found that out because the, the last person that he helped to get over the wall when he dropped down, Patrick O'Dowd fell on top of him, oh. blood streaming all over him. So um, that's, he said, oh, that was the man who got me over the wall. That's, that's how the story kind of came about. So he, he um, gave of his own life in saving the lives of others. Well, that's exactly that's exactly it. And at, at the tombstone ceremony, which was done by the GAA, I, I kind of got emotional about it because, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no greater sacrifice than a man can lay down his life for his friends. But that's what literally, literally what he did. And I'm sure that day there were many acts of heroism because reading the story, and I know the area very well because I, I lived there. We used to go to Croker every Sunday myself. Um, and you'd walk down the canal, you'd go over that bridge and you'd go in, you'd get a lift over the stile sometimes by a man and you'd, you'd go to the games. But um, lots of the people around there, there was always a great comradeship around the place, even in my years. And I'm sure in, in, in that on that day, lots of people would have been taking in 
people who are running away and helping them dress their wounds. And, you know, so there was lots of of heroism that day as well, I'm sure, Mm. unaccounted for. Yes. And Patrick... Patrick made the, you know, made the big sacrifice, and and uh, and I just know that from from his daughter, who became my aunt, and um, she often she well she she always often thought of it, and you know he went to the football match and he never came home, and we missed him terribly, and she was only a girl of sixteen, she had a younger brother, she just lost her older brother nineteen. Spanish flu, and now she lost her dad. And when I used to go to the football matches down to Croker with her husband, my uncle Willie, um, she she was always frightened and fearful. Now make sure you get home and make sure you're safe. Make sure you're. She was always uneasy about going into a crowded situation, especially a match. You know. Isn't that oh. understandable with the oh, loss sure she is. experienced sure and, and, you know, that worry that would never leave you for all time? It really yeah. is. Um, he, he was, um, just before we finish up, just to, 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 to tell a little bit more about him, he was 57 years of age and he worked for Clark's Builders in Fairview. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And his son, I believe, his son Patrick, who died in the Spanish flu, also worked with Clark's as a young apprentice or whatever there would have been in those days. Mm. I'm just thinking, you know, you mentioned being emotional and it really is understandable because he made the supreme sacrifice. But when you think of it as we speak this afternoon, Liam, the poignancy of it 100 years tomorrow and also the Spanish flu connection to the sure. boy, to the boy. What sure. was the son's name? Uh, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick. as well. Yeah, yeah, my word. And, you know, here we are in the modern day pandemic. And uh, I was only talking on the show here last week uh, about the 1919 uh, situation and, and the flu. You know, at that time, the Spanish flu, it, it really is a, a double reason to consider and think about them all at, at this time. I say it again. You've uh, done something really marvellous and we're delighted that we're able to speak to you today here from uh, the uh, regional radio station for Counties Louth and Meath, of course, which is a a local connection uh, to himself. Look, Liam, I have to leave it there today. I'm thinking of you and everybody and all the victims and uh, the people who've come after them. Can I just say to you, I would hope, I would hope, because no modern technology can help us, but in those days there was no telephones, there was nothing like that. Uh, So... um, if anybody there in the Mead area, and I often went down to Mead to the commons and the commons out the uh, out towards um, at the commons past yeah. the Talton grounds and out that road, and there was a family that used my aunt used like to bring me down to. Okay, and they were called the Butlers and the Goths. Okay, so Butlers or Goths in Goffs that area. In okay. that area, might be able to throw a bit of light on. She always had an inkling to go back there to okay. visit somebody down there. Okay, well, we so. hear what you're saying and that there may be some of them listening to us today. The Boyerstown area uh, in County Mead, the butlers of the Goffs. If anybody's listening, give us a shout here at the station, 1850-715-958 or 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Liam, take care and mind yourself you. this weekend. Thank you very much. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.